I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy, where we discuss policy issues of relevance. I am Priya Lincia de Almeida, a research analyst at the Takshashila Institution. On June 3rd, the Pakistani Taliban or Tariqe Taliban Pakistan, which is called the TTP, announced an indefinite ceasefire on its operations in Pakistan. Negotiated by the body of 50 tribal elders from Pakistan and the Haqqani network, the ceasefire will allow the Pakistani army and the TTP the time to conclude the peace agreement. The fact that the Pakistani army agreed to release a substantial number of TTP prisoners and provided a presidential pardon to two key militant commanders shows that the army is quite serious about negotiating a peace deal with the terrorist group. So how are the peace talks going on? Whether a negotiated settlement is possible or peace will remain elusive, I am joined by my colleague Shrey Khanna who is a staff research analyst at the Takshashila Institution to talk about the negotiations between the TTP and the Pakistan army. So, Shrey, let's get down straight to the point, right? How are the talks between yeah. the two sides going on and what are the sticking points in the conclusion of the peace deal? Thanks, Priyal, for having me on ATP. The talks between the two sides, the TTP and Pakistani army, they are continuing for quite some time now, for uh, many months. There was a ceasefire which was agreed upon on ETH. And then after which prolonged, uh, after prolonged negotiations, the ceasefire is finally extended indefinitely. And that stalemate in peace talks, there was a subcommittee which was formed between Pakistani government, Afghan Taliban and TTP. And each side gave its members in that committee. And after which this group of 49, 50 members of the tribal elders from Pakistan, they went to Kabul to to negotiate with the TTP. They met the TTP uh, chief there, and and after after this meeting, while much while the deadlock which was there, it was not you know it was not concluded. But TTP went ahead and uh, it said officially that it is declaring that indefinite ceasefire. Now, even though the ceasefire has come into place, there are continued attacks. Which, uh, which have happened in uh, Pakistan. The TTP officially has not claimed any responsibility for those terrorist attacks which, which have happened after announcement of ceasefire. But it is known that the Gul Bahadur group, uh, it has intensified the terrorist attacks against the security forces during this. There at least six uh, terrorist attacks have been you know, attributed to Gul Bahadur group, which is, uh, and, uh, the, the point is that this group is not in agreement with the talks that are going on between the Pakistan army and the TTP. And this is interesting because there's Gul Bahadur group. It has in past distanced itself from the TTP when TTP was attacking Pakistan army. So it, it has negotiated with the I for truce, uh, many times in the past. But this time when the, when Pakistan army is negotiating with Nurwali Mehsud, who's uh, the chief of now, Gul Bahadur group is resisting that. There is all uh, the element of, you know, a tribal rivalry between the Mehsud clan and the Waziris. Uh, Mehsuds are disproportionately present in the TTP. And this group of Gul Bahadur, it has Waziris in it. 
And so that sort of tribal rivalry is also going on. Now coming to the sticking points, there are the talks which are there, uh, mostly most of the points on which the problem was, they have been resolved. Many of the, you know, TTP prisoners, they have been released. In fact, presidential pardon, as you pointed out, to, to senior TTP commanders, Muslim Khan uh, was uh, Swat's uh, spokesman for TTP mm-hmm. and the commander, uh, Mahmood Khan, he, they were, uh, you know, they were given presidential pardon and they were taken to Kabul where they are with Afghan Taliban and, and most of the points they have been agreed upon, but there are still uh, the core demands, the minor demands have been agreed upon, but the core demands which are there, they have not been resolved. The first and foremost is the issue of merger of the tribal areas into the Tabar Pakhtunkhwa province. So that area which was known as the FATA, federally administered tribal areas. So it was right. merged in Pakistan, uh, Pakistan's province, which the TTP wants. That area is again, uh, should be, you know, sort of a demer- demerger should happen and those areas should again become autonomous. And, right. and then the combined with this is another demand that Pakistan army withdraws from all the tribal districts. So effectively, these areas will be the monopoly of violence in these areas will be on TTP. So what the state of Pakistan has achieved so far is that the, the TTP's pledge to continue the ceasefire, it has continued. So it is buying time, but it is, you know, whether uh, on these points, because these are substantial constitutional points on which Pakistan okay. army can concede. It is unlikely because there's already opposition to these the talks that are going on between Pakistan army and the TTP. Uh, TTP hasn't passed, you know, attacked Pakistani state, Pakistani army, civilians, and those who were the casualties and the families of those who were martyred. They are opposing the talks that why are you talking to the terrorists uh, who in the past have never, you know, agreed or respected any sort of yeah. peace agreements that were reached previously. So what's the point of talking with them? So that thing, that civil society backlash is there on social media backlash is there. And now the PPP, which is the Sun People's Party, uh, part of coalition in the Pakistani government. And it has come out against the talks that are going on. In fact, uh, one of the member of uh, PPP, uh, Sajid Hussain, he attended the, the tribal elders meeting with the TTP chief. He has been given a show post notice. And on Saturday, a high level meeting of PPP occurred in which they said that any talks with TTP, they must go through parliament by taking parliament into confidence and not directly by Pakistani army and TTP. And interesting thing is, you know, uh, the foreign minister of Pakistan right now is from Pakistan's People's Party, Bilawal Bhutto Zardari. He said that he tweeted, in fact, stating the same, that the decision must be taken by parliament. And interestingly, the term he used for, you know, Afghan Taliban, was TTA, Tehreek-e uh, Taliban, Afghanistan. And in the same line, he used the term TTP, Tehreek-e Taliban, Pakistan, showing that, you know, they are the two sides of the same coin, rather than what is prevalent right now, that we, the those who write about the matter, they either use the term Afghan Taliban or Islamic Emirate. Nobody uses this term TTA. So he used that term to emphasize that they are the two sides of the same coin and there's no point in talking with that. And this growing opposition, it is it is going to be a very significant factor in determining the outcome of the talks. Right. That's actually quite interesting. And you said, right, that TTA and TTP are sort of like same two sides of the same coin. There was actually a recent report on Afghanistan. So what does the report say about the talks and also the 
role that the Afghan pa- Taliban is playing in sort of negotiating these two sides? Yeah, so the 13th report of the sanctions monitoring team uh, on Taliban, it is sanctioned by the United Nations Security Council. So the 13th report came out and it actually talks about the period between July and December. So the talks which started, you know, in February, March initially, and then after they picked up the pace, they are not featured in these uh, in this report per se. The report talks about the Central Asian jihadists and the Central Asian terrorist groups which are there in Afghanistan and how they are enjoying greater freedom of movement and how Taliban is looking to use them and incorporate them as a distinct military units. Also, the fact that there's a jihadist from Xinjiang, the Chinese jihadist or the Uyghur jihadist, Mm -hmm. their group ETIM, East Turkestan Islamic Movement, it is getting stronger. It has about 200 to 700 fighters. And they are, uh, for, for Afghanistan, Pakistan situation, the, what the report says is that, you know, these groups, they are collaborating with TTP fighters and Islamic State of Khorasan. In fact, the report says that the TTP fighters in Pakistan, they are around 3,000 to 5,500 in numbers in Afghanistan. They're the largest group of militants after Afghan Taliban. Even Islamic State of Khorasan has lesser fighters in Afghanistan than TTP. So while the uh, while the report per se does not you know tell us about that ongoing negotiation, it tells us about the numbers and the strength of TTP in Afghanistan, and we know that the Haqqani network is playing an instrumental role in in the talks between the army and TTP, and this if the talks are successful, if some sort of uh, breakthrough is there, then it's likely that you know uh, the stature of uh, Haqqanis because Haqqanis are a are a distinct group within Afghan Taliban yeah, and yeah. Their, their stature within Afghan Taliban it will be you know it will increase and because TTP has always had a very cordial relationship with Haqqanis in fact recently um, Afghan uh, interior minister Sirajuddin Haqqani said that you know when he was uh, when Pakistan was putting pressure on him to pressurize in fact pressurize TTP he said he acknowledges the sacrifices made by TTP for Afghan Taliban and he said that he, he would not pressurize the TTP in the ongoing talks between the group and the Pakistani government. So he is playing an important role. And if the talks are successful, then his stature in the in the Afghan government or the Afghan Taliban movement as such will increase relative to the other factions in, in the southern Afghanistan of, of that of Kandharis and Helmandi Taliban. Right. So, right. so this sort of uh, internal... Afghan tensions, which are, which till now are, you know, under control. People were apprehensive about it, that uh, these factions are going to fight. But Taliban till now has been able to, you know, maintain unity on uh, issues. But the victory for TDP in these talks, if some outcome is achieved, then Mahakani Network's role will increase. But yes, uh, the Afghan Taliban, it is playing a very important role in making sure that these attacks don't happen. Because ultimately, if TTP attacks Pakistan, then Pakistan army, like it has happened previously, Pakistan army has to, if it if it resorts to violence, then that creates a problem between the Pakistan army and Afghan Taliban because it has to hit inside Afghanistan. So they, they have this interest in the peace talks between the two uh, sides. Right. That's actually quite interesting. And the fact that, you know, Taliban is wants to play a role in it. Uh, but before we actually move on, let's take a short break and we will be right back. 
Hello and welcome to this episode of ATP where we are talking about the tension that is arising and the talks that are happening between the Tariqe Taliban as well as the Pakistan army. Uh, continuing because Shrey, you've told about, you know, what are the talks going on and how exactly is the Afghan Taliban sort of involved in this and everything. Uh, coming to the regional security part of it, what is the outlook for the regional security in light of like what is happening and what is going on in the Afghanistan-Pakistan region? Um, uh, look, the outlook for security, it will depend upon the future of these talks, whether a peace agreement is reached or not. But uh, right. regardless of that, this will be a drawn out process. By all indications, Pakistan are always trying to buy time, even if they are not ready to concede Pakistan Taliban's demands. Right. Because on the other hand, it has this, you know, bottleneck that their economy is not doing good. They have, they are facing that economic pressure that at this right. time, a war is not, uh, you know, in their, in their favor. So drawn out uh, negotiations are likely, but uh, suppose if such sort of peace agreement, it comes into being, then uh, the other segments or other factions of TTP, they are likely to defect and join ISK because uh, remember the TTP, unlike Afghan Taliban, it's it's like a conglomeration of, you know, different jihadi entities which have come together in the form of uh, TTP to impose Sharia in Pakistan. That was the idea when Baitullah Masood he united the TTP. And then after that, ISI w- uh, was successful in making sure that these groups, they splinter. But they have uh, again reunited uh, under Mughali uh, Masood. So that sort of splintering is likely to happen because ISK is looking there, uh, is, is, is a powerful group in Afghanistan. So some of them are likely to go there. Then Al-Qaeda and Indian subcontinent in light of the recent events that are going on that, that have happened in India. Uh, there were soon threats of attacking Indian cities. So some sort of movement or defection to AQIS is also likely. Or then there are other, you know, Pakistan uh, army-backed jihadi groups like lashkar Taiba and jaish Mohammed. So some may go into those organizations and in Kashmir, uh, and that will have ramifications in Jammu and Kashmir. So that is one problem. So if India will continue to face some pressure in Jammu and Kashmir, regardless of the outcome of peace, peace talks, even if a section of TTP militants with their American arms and ammunition, because America, you know, left a lot of ammo there in Afghanistan. If it can be diverted to India, it will be, you know, a sort of a victory for Pakistan army. Interestingly, at this time, what we see is that Indian government is making outreach to Afghan Taliban. At the same time, oh, okay. when uh, yeah, uh, at the same time when we see the Afghani network doing the mediation role for between the Pakistan Army and the TTP, we saw last week that team led by a Joint Secretary Pakistan Afghanistan and Iran and other officials from Ministry of External Affairs they met Afghan Taliban uh, officials in Kabul to discuss the humanitarian situation and the help that India can provide. Then we saw the visit of Iranian foreign minister to Delhi where Afghanistan was obviously uh, discussed and Iraq uh, has in past has provided the route, uh, that alternative route to, to send the aid to Afghanistan. So that sort of Iran-India collaboration on Af- uh, Afghanistan that is also one thing uh, which will be to look out for because uh, you know Iran does not have good relationship with Haqqani network. They have better relationship with the, with the Southern, uh, Southern Talibanis, the Kandharis and Helmandis, because these are the areas which are adjacent to Iran. 
and Iran has provided you know funding in the past, substantial funding in the past to these Hilmandi Taliban. That sort of collaboration is there, and with that, uh, the the chances of chances that while the Haqqanis will continue to bet for the ISI, the Indian outreach to other sections of Taliban may act as a counterweight to Pakistan's influence. Right, right. That's actually interesting, actually, and the fact that Indian government is also sort of involving itself in in these peace talks and trying to sort of negotiate between the two. It's actually nice to hear. I uh, yeah, that. Indian government Indian government is not involving itself in the peace talk, but it is huh. you know talking with Afghan Taliban on okay, uh, okay. on the larger humanitarian situation. Right, right. Okay, okay, cool. Thanks for clearing it up, actually. Uh, thank you so much, Ray, for joining this conversation and giving me as well as the listeners an overview of what exactly is happening. This is a very interesting conversation to have. So thank you. Thanks, Ray. Bye-bye. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.